Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Amen. God bless you. Beloved, you are welcome to the Lord's Garden Ministries Church Without Walls. And it's a wonderful Sunday morning. God has blessed us. There's so much to give God thanks for today. And so you want to lift up your two hands onto the Lord right now, whoever you are, and begin to thank God for your life. Begin to thank God for your family. Begin to thank God for his grace that has kept you. And begin to thank God for all things. Bless the name of the Lord. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Father, we bless your name this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. We say that, Lord, you are mighty to save, mighty to deliver. Great are the many things that, Lord, you have done. My God, in the past week since we met, thank you, my God, for the power of your grace and your favor that has kept us. Lord, we can't thank you enough, O oh God. We bless your name this morning and we declare that you've done great things, mighty things. We worship you, O oh God, in the beauty of holiness. We come before your throne of grace this morning, O oh God. And Father, we bow down before you, declaring that, Lord, indeed, you are that faithful God that keeps covenant with those who love you. We bless your name, mighty God, for the mighty things that, Lord, you have done and continue to do. We thank you, my God, for the very breath that, Lord, we have today. Thank you, my God, for the gift of life that, Lord, you have given to us. Thank you, my God, for the many things that, Lord, you have done. The things that we see, the things that we didn't see, but you did nevertheless. We say to you alone be the glory, to you alone be the honor and the praise this morning. Have your way, Spirit of God, in every home and in every location where people are gathered, my God, in this service. I pray, my God, that let your presence overshadow your people, oh God. I pray, Father, Lord, let your word that is coming out of this vessel of clay, my God, come into their hearts, come into their spirits, oh God. Lift them, my God, into another level in the name of Jesus. I pray, my God, this month, that Lord, release the strength of your spirit upon every man, every woman, and every child in this service. Glorify your name, Jesus, in the lives of your people. Let that which is your will be established in our lives, oh God. And unto you, O God, shall the praise be. My God, unto you, O God, shall the vow be performed, O God. We give you praise this morning and we exalt your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And somebody shout a big amen. And put your hands together. Clap your hands this morning. Wherever you are, clap your hands. We are in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for your lives, beloved. We thank God that he has kept you. Amen. And today I bring you a word of God, which I believe is a word in season. Why do I say that? You know, God has endowed believers with so much. He has put so much power within us. But sometimes because of lack of knowledge or sometimes just because we forget who we are, who he is, we give in to fear, we give in to anxiety, we give in to you know, the pressures of the enemy. And sometimes we find ourselves in places of discouragement and defeat. But beloved, you are not 
the type who can be defeated. If the spirit of God dwells in you, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer, hallelujah. And God has endowed you and given unto you his spirit. Amen, who is a spirit of power. So this is my ministry, a word to you I've titled, Breaking Forth in Authority. You must break forth in order to break through, hallelujah. There are many things that have been like walls before you. Many situations that have been like a wall before you, you just can't seem to penetrate. But I believe in my heart that this word of God has the ability to give you everything that you need to break forth in power, in authority, and therefore, or thereby, break through. Amen. I sense the spirit of breakthrough this morning in the house, in your house, wherever you are. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Breaking forth in authority. Reading from the gospel of St. Matthew chapter 8, the verse 5 to 13. The Bible says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And I say to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed from that same hour. Hallelujah. What a mighty, mighty account of great faith. Amen. And understanding of what authority is. The centurion obviously believed something about Jesus. Amen. Many went to Jesus desiring healing, desiring deliverance, desiring one miracle or the other. But this centurion came to Jesus with a different kind of understanding. He believed that Jesus carried authority and power. Because many would say, come with me to my house. My daughter lies sick. My daughter is dying. Come to my house. You know, but this man said, when Jesus said to him that, okay, I will go with you to your house. He said, no, 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 it's not important. It's not necessary for you to come into my house. Speak the word only from right where we are at. And my servant who is at home, maybe a mile away, maybe two miles away, shall be healed. Amen. So that means that this centurion believes something about Jesus. And that is he believed that Jesus carried the authority and the power to speak only, to only speak. Amen. And healing would come to his servant. And he makes this fundamental statement about authority based upon his own position. Because he said, I am a man under authority. Amen. Authority. I, I, that means I'm a man of authority. Authority. The right of way. That is what authority is. To have authority is to be given the right of way to exercise power. Amen. So he said that he's a man of authority, also under authority. Amen. Delegated authority. 
the right to use the power we see from a higher authority to destroy Satan's work or indeed in everyday life to perform certain acts or feats. Amen. And when you are given authority, most of the time it's over certain things or certain jurisdictions. For example, I always say that if slim, very tiny, petite policeman is in his uniform with his badge on and there's a huge articulated truck coming and this policeman stands you know in the road in the middle of the road and he goes stop that articulator truck will have to screech to a halt it is not that the articulator truck doesn't have the power to run him over he can but because of his badge because of his badge which is representing the authority he's under and the authority that he's been given that articulated truck driver will have to respect the authority that that policeman is under, which is the authority of the government of Ghana. And so to go against that tiny policeman means you are going against the authority of the land, the highest authority of the land, the government, in which case it is punishable. I hope you are understanding the difference between authority and power. That articulated truck driver has every power. His truck is bigger. He can drive it fast and run him over but he won't why because of the authority under which that tiny policeman is under and that is the basic difference between authority and power amen and authority is exosia the right of way and power is dunamis that is brute strength raw power like the power that an articulated car has the strength and the speed amen so there's a difference. But Jesus carried both authority and power. And this centurion understood this. Amen. He understood that Jesus was a man under authority. That he had the authority of God, the authority of heaven. And he, the centurion himself, was a captain over a hundred soldiers. Centuries, hundred. So he, he commanded a hundred a man may platoon or something. So he understood and knew that he could tell his, his um, you know, the, those who worked under him, go and they go, come and they come. He didn't have to use, you know, anything. He just has to speak and they obey. So that means that he believed that Jesus was carrying some authority, which was not just physical, but very spiritual. Because how could Jesus speak to sickness, for sickness to leave, but for the fact that this centurion believed that Jesus carried authority, power in the physical and in the spiritual. He believed that Jesus had power and authority over devils, over demons, over sicknesses, over disease, over physical things, as well as spiritual things. Amen. And that he could also issue a command which would be obeyed. Amen. That's why he said, my Lord, I am not worthy to receive you under my roof. But speak the word only, and your servant will be healed. So speak the word only. He also believed that Jesus' words carried power and authority. He said, speak, just speak, and my servant would be healed. Amen. And this explains why the man thought or felt that it would be possible for Jesus just to speak. And his servant would be healed. He understood the authority that Jesus carried. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. 
He was shocked. It's a very, I've not found such great faith. No, not in Israel. In all his time of ministry, he hadn't come across or met any man that had understood the fact that he carried authority from heaven. He carried power and authority from heaven like that. And the result, he said, Jesus said, that because it seemed like the Gentiles, those who come from the east, from the west, have understanding and they believe, they will sit with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But the children of the kingdom, who should rather understand because unto the children of the kingdom has power and authority been given. And when I'm talking about the children of the kingdom, I'm talking about you and I. We are the sons of God. We are the children of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And power and authority has been given to us. But as Jesus said, if we lack understanding, if we do not move and break forth in that authority, we will be, we, we will be shortchanged. And rather, those who will get understanding by reason of just understanding one way or the other, will rather come and partake of that which rightfully belongs to us. And it's happening today. Today there are people who are not believers, who are not even Christians, but have believed in certain biblical principles. And they are practicing it. And they are receiving the end result of its blessing. But believers are spending time arguing about different principles and doctrines. Meanwhile, the word of God is there, clearly, for all of us to read. And that is why sometimes it seems like the church lacks power. The church has never lacked power. And the church will never lack power. The church was birthed in power. And the church will grow and increase. Ah, in power. Amen. The knowledge of God will cover the earth, even as the waters covers the sea. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. So the church does not lack power. It is we, the children of the kingdom, who have neglected the exercising of our authority. And that is why it seems like the church is weak. Those to whom the authority of the kingdom and of the world belongs, Jesus said, will be cast away and not enjoy their benefits because of lack of faith and understanding. But Gentiles will come and receive or reap the benefits just because they believed. Just because they believed. There are people in other religions who practice certain Christian principles and it's working for them. Because you see, the word of God is not cannot be broken. Amen. And really, life is about principles. Amen. And Christianity is also about principles. To every prophetic promise of God, there are principles guiding it. And if only we we'll know the principles of the word of God and follow biblical principles, beloved, there's no way, no how, the enemy will have the upper hand over your life. Jesus was amazed at this man's understanding. And Jesus said to him, go your way. As you have believed, so it is done unto thee. And Bible says that his servant was healed in that hour. Obviously, the centurion's faith had worked for him. And I prayed for you, beloved, this morning, that may your faith also work for you. May you learn how to exercise your faith so that your faith will work for you. Because faith works. Faith works. Faith is a currency. Faith is like money. It's a currency. It's a currency for breakthrough. 
currency for miracles, currency for your healing. Faith is a currency for everything that you need. Hallelujah. Jesus said to him, go your way as you have believed. By the faith that you have, it shall be done unto you. And his servant was healed. I pray this man that may you whip up faith within your spirit one more time. And believe God for the things that you have felt could never be. Praise the Lord. Because you see, his faith in the authority that Jesus has brought him the miracle. Amen. Of his servant being healed. Brought that miracle that he needed to pass. And you see, your faith, beloved, will carry you to a different level of authority and power. And a different level of possibilities. God says that all things are possible to him that believeth. And that's the truth. Jesus wasn't lying. The word of God is truth. So if God says that all things are possible to them that believe or to him who believes, then that is it. There is no need to, you know, um, look at it and um, try to dissect the word and find whether he really meant that or he meant something else. As we are often prone to do. We take the word of God out of context. And we start dissecting it and say. Oh maybe he didn't mean that by this. Listen the word is plain and simple. A long time ago God said something to me. He said to me. Nana, I want you to preach the word of God. In its simplest form. So that both the literate and illiterate can understand you. That even a child listening to you can understand you. The word of God is that simple. We've added salt and pepper and all kinds of things and made it in my own word, hoodios. <laughs> so that people don't understand. And people wonder and people lose faith in the word. Said so all things are possible to him who believes. What things seem impossible in your life? What are the things? I'm asking you a question this morning. What are the things that you feel are impossible? They will be possible they will be possible because you are going to break forth in authority put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap offering Jesus said to him as you have believed so it be done unto you as your faith has been it shall be done unto you so it is simple believe exercise authority by your faith and it is done unto you Jesus I see kept on teaching this principle of faith to his disciples and we are also his disciples so that word of God also comes to us the story about Jesus cursing the fig tree or the fig tree incident is also one of such in Mark chapter 11 from the verse 11 to 14 and 20 to 24 the word of God says that Jesus was entering to Jerusalem into the temple and when he looked round about upon all things and he saw that it was evening he went out to Bethany with the 12 disciples and when they were coming to Beth coming from Bethany he was hungry he was hungry and he saw a fig tree far off and he came hoping to find some figs on it but when he came he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet it wasn't the season for figs to come and Jesus said unto it no man eat fruit of you Hereafter and forever. He cares the fig tree. I used to think ah, that was a very unreasonable thing to do if it wasn't time of fix. But I found out in the study that 
when the fig tree is about to you know bring forth the fruit there are some things that grow out that you know a shoot comes out that show that figs could be on it so you might think that there are figs on it but they are not so that's what jesus saw so he thought that maybe there were figs on it it was deceptive but however he cares the fig tree and Bible said the disciples heard it and the next morning when they were returning on the same road they saw the fig tree that it was dried up from the roots up if it was dried up from the top down somebody could say somebody poured something on it no but it was dried up from the roots to the top and Peter remembering what Jesus had said the day before said to him master behold the fig tree which you cursed is withered away and Jesus said to him have faith in God I'll explain that to you in a minute for truly verily I say unto you that whosoever listen to this it's a principle of faith and breakthrough listen to it very carefully and I need you to go back to this word and read it over and over and over again this particular word in Mark chapter 11 the verse 22 23 and 24 read it until you catch it he said and Jesus answering to, to them said have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith I need you to go back and read it again after the service why because we often get it wrong it's not you will have whatever you believe alone you will have whatever you say the power of the tongue what you say from your mouth what comes out of your nabu is very important hello are you there with me give the lord a mighty clap offering he said he will have whatsoever he saith therefore i say unto you whatsoever things you desire when you pray believe that you have received them and you shall have them that's also a second principle in receiving answered prayer whatsoever you desire when you pray in the instant that you have prayed believe that it is done give thanks for it believe and he says you will have them the world says seeing is believing but faith doesn't say seeing is believing amen faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen amen you don't see it but you believe the world says seeing is believing and the world says see is believing but the word of God says believing you see you believe and you see so in this victory incident these disciples were shocked they were also surprised that the things that Jesus had said to the tree had happened amen and Jesus said to them have faith in God meaning have the God kind of faith praise the Lord have the God kind of faith what is the God kind of faith? Amen. Bible says God calls the things that be not as though they are. Romans 4, 17. He said, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So God calls the things that are not as though they are. And by so doing, brings them into being, calls them into being. Amen. He uses his authority 
to call things that are not and they become. Look at the creation of the world. Said that in the beginning, the earth was without form and void. Darkness covered or hovered over the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. Or he said, light be. Light be. Light come forth. And light came. The word of God is creative. When the word of God is released, instantly there is a manifestation. Because the word of God carries power to do. So God calls the things that be not as though they are. In order to bring them into being. So in the instant that God speaks a word, it is done. It is done. Hallelujah. It is done. He is God. And that is the power of the word of God. Because that word is a word of authority. It's, 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 it carries power to do, to create. And it is this word that he has put within our mouth to speak. Amen. And the wonderful thing about what I'm talking about is that you see, we carry authority and power because the spirit of God dwells in us, you the believer. The spirit of God. Bible God formed man from the dust of the ground. Lifeless creator thing. Then God breathed into man the breath of God. A man became a living soul. He breathed his breath into man. A man became a living soul. The breath of God is his spirit. He breathed his spirit into man. A man came alive. So the spirit that is in you is of God. And if by that same breath, he commands things and they come into being, then you, the believer, whose spirit is born anew, amen, now the temple of the Holy Spirit, carrying the spirit of God within you, beloved, your words have power. That's why Jesus said, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And it will happen. But the key here is that you must believe that whatever you say will come to pass and you get whatever you say. That means your heart faith and your spoken faith together carries authority and power to release things for you, to bring things into being. Sometimes we have heart faith, but we don't speak it. Sometimes we speak with our mouth, but we don't believe it. But when we have the combination of the two, you believe and you speak what you believe. Beloved, it is power. It is powerful. It is authority being released. And it will bring forth a breakthrough in your life. You must speak what you believe. And that's why it's so important for you to believe right. Don't believe wrong. And you believe wrong so long as you are feeding your spirit with the things of the world. You are feeding your spirit with, with the voices Allow the voices of the world, the voice of the enemy to speak to you. When you allow those things to feed your spirit, more than your spirit is fed with the word of God, you will believe negatively and you will speak negatively. I think I've told the church a long time ago when I was in sixth form, a friend of mine brought to school, why I don't know, her father's, we were just naughty, her father's book, it was a medical book on um, diseases and their symptoms. We know read this book and looked through diseases and their symptoms. I don't know why we were so thrilled with it, but we kept on reading it. And I'm telling you, after a week, we had every sickness you can imagine. And it was in the mind. But it was so serious 
that for me, I had facial paralysis for about a week because I'd read all those things. And when there's facial paralysis, there's numbness of this, we had read everything. We're living in fear. And I had it. I went to a doctor and the doctor asked me, what happened? And he was, you know, querying me. And I saw we were reading a book and he was my father's friend, that doctor. He gave me a knock. Cow! Because you see, whatever you take within you, whatever you feed your spirit with, it's what you become full of. And when you are full of something, it manifests in the outer. Bible says a good man out of the treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the treasure of his evil heart, that is in his evil heart, brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth will speak. Whatever you are filled with is what your mouth will say. Amen. And when your mouth says it, it creates something. Words are powerful. If in a crowd, somebody should just shout, snake. It's a powerful word. Powerful. The word snake inflicts fear. At once, everybody will start running helter-skelter. And even people like me may scale and jump over a wall. And you too. Because of fear. That word just put fear within you. Words are powerful. When you speak a peaceable word to somebody, at once the person becomes calm. And that's what the Bible says, that a soft answer turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath. This tongue of ours is very powerful. Amen. Bible says you are snared with the words of your mouth. You are caught. You are captured by the words that your mouth speaks. You are taken with the words of your mouth. Bible says that we shall have whatever we say. So I'm just trying to break down for you to understand, break the word down for you to understand the potency of your words. The words have, have the ability to do or undo. And today I pray for you and I, I implore you that whatever you have undone with your own mouth, go and do it. Put it together again. And whatever you have done with your mouth that is destructive, go and undo it. That same mouth can go and undo it. And I'm talking about many, many things that you can do, especially to apologize. Sometimes we find it very difficult to apologize. You've created bad blood between you and someone, and you can't find it within yourself to apologize because of pride. But that word or the words you spoke has destroyed something that was good. Our tongue is very powerful. Bible says you are snared, captured by the words of your mouth, and you are taken with the words that you speak. Matthew 12, 37 says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. If you go to a court of law, you realize that, and you, you are in the box, you are being questioned, cross-examined. Every word you speak goes either for you or against you. And that is why I think when the police are going to arrest people, they say that we are putting you under arrest. Remember that every word you speak can be, you be held accountable for it in the court of law. So better shut up until you say, bring my lawyer. Until my lawyer comes, I won't speak. Why? Because you must know what you should say. Because what you, you say could, could be used against you in judgment. Amen. Judgment in the court of law is based upon what you say. Because it is believed that what you are saying is truth. You take an oath that what you are coming to say is the truth. 
Your words, beloved, will either justify you or those same words can condemn you. Amen. So the word says that whatever you say, believe and you shall receive whatever you say. Because your faith, what you believe is what you say. And what you say is what you receive. You receive what you say. So we should begin to talk right, think right, and speak right. Practice it for a month and you see the difference in your life. Amen. What you believe, coupled with what you say, carries authority to unlock whatever has been locked to you. Amen. Whatever you believe and whatever you say put together in speaking will unlock whatever has been locked unto you. Beloved, when God created man, and when I talk about man, I'm talking about you. Don't think about only Adam. I'm talking about you. God created man, and God gave man authority, the right of way. Genesis 1:26, Bible says, and God said, "Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over everything." that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And so God created man in his image and his likeness. And God gave man dominion. That dominion there means the right to exercise authority over all things. So you are saying that I give you the authority, the right to exercise power over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. I give you power over them. To exercise power over them. Man was given dominion. And man had dominion. All things were subject to man. Man was not subject to anything. Until man lost that place of dominion and authority. To the serpent, to the devil. And that is why today we run from lions. It's of lions running from us. Adam was in the garden of Eden. Did you hear of any lion going at him to devour him? No. And even the serpent. When the serpent came, at that time, do you think that if snakes had the ability to bite and kill people as they do, he would have, you know, entertained the serpent? No. She would have either run or found a big stick. But man had dominion. All things were subject to man. Man was not subject to anything. But then, you see, today, man seems to have been subject, subjected to things, to the elements of this world, to powers that be. But praise be to the Lord for Jesus Christ, who has come to restore that authority and power unto man, that today we have that power and authority over all things. But we must exercise it. You must exercise that power and authority. When I was preparing the sermon, a thought came to my mind. And the thought was this. You see, when you are appointed to an office, for example, you are appointed as a minister, a president, a CEO, or you know, to any position in any company. And then they give you your job title. Receive your letter and everything. And they say, from today, you are the purchasing officer, let's say. If you don't believe it, you won't exercise that authority. 
You can't. Because you don't believe it. So, anybody in the company who could be maybe your subordinate can come and boss you around because you do not understand your authority. You are president of a company or a CEO of a company and you don't believe it. So, I don't believe this. I can't believe this. Is it true? I can't believe it. You don't believe it. Or even if you, you have accepted, you are not exercising your authority. What can you do? What work can you do? You must understand the authority that has been invested in you. Because maybe the day before, you were in a different position. But now, something, an authority, a new job title, an assignment has been given you. So you need to walk in that assignment. And you need to walk in the authority that the assignment gives you. Are you understanding me? And that is what we must do as believers. When we come to the place of understanding of the authority and power we've been given by Christ Jesus, we'll be able to exercise that authority for breaking through and breaking forth. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus called his disciples and he gave them, Bible says, he gave them power and authority, the right of way, over all devils and to cure all diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And they went, and it, it was done. Then in Luke 10, Again, he called the 70 this time, widening the scope. And he also gave them that same power and authority to go. Cast out devils, heal the sick. They went and they came back with a report. Said, Lord, it was an amazing time. Even the demons were subject to us in your name. And Jesus laughed. And he said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you power. I give you authority. To trample upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Jesus said, I've given you authority and power over the works of the enemy. Amen. Again, in Acts chapter 8, before Jesus left, he said to them that they should wait in Jerusalem until they are filled with power from on high. And he said to them in the verse 8 that, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, unto the utmost part of the earth. What was Jesus doing? He was investing authority into them. He was constantly teaching them to exercise their God-given authority. Amen. He invested power into the believers. You have had power and authority invested in you. You do. So you are not weak. Don't think you are weak. And stop running and cowering in fear. Amen. Stop cowering in fear. The disciples were filled with authority and power. And that is why in the day that Jesus came down from the mountain, he saw a great multitude and so much going on. He said, what's the problem? He said, this man came and said, oh, my son is sick. Often the spirit comes upon him, throws him down. He's an epileptic and I don't know what to do. If you can, please help me and I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't cast out the spirit oh and Jesus said this way he said oh faithless generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I suffer you then he said to the man bring the boy to me he said oh faithless generation he wasn't saying faithless generation to the man he was saying faithless generation to his disciples so how long shall I be with you because Jesus knew that he wouldn't be with them in the physical 
forever. He had a time line, a time frame here on earth. And so he had invested the power that he had, the authority that he had, he had invested into them. And his expectation was that they should be able to handle any such matters. And here was this man with his boy, a simple demon cast it out, and they couldn't. Jesus said, you are a faithless generation. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. That's why you couldn't cast it out. The disciples, of course, were, you'd be ashamed, would you? But Jesus cast out that spirit with just a word. So later on in their shame, they went to him and said, Lord, why couldn't we cast out that devil? We've been casting out other demons. Why couldn't we cast that particular one out? And Jesus said to them, in Mark chapter 17, 19, 20, he said, Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief or your lack of faith. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as small as a grain of a master's seed, you shall say to this mountain, Removed to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Then he added, But however, this type does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But the basic issue was that they lacked faith. And sometimes, you know, it can happen. When you look at certain manifestations before you are here, you know, but you must hold on to your faith. Man of God, woman of God, child of God, in the face of every situation, hold on to your faith. Amen. Holding on to our faith must be consistent. Amen. Hold on to the authority that Christ has given you in order for you to come to the place of breakthrough and the breaking forth. Men have exercised authority through their faith. They believed and they received what they believed. Amen. They took bold steps. They spoke out of their faith and they received the results of their faith. Their faith gave them power over circumstances. Their faith elevated them from one level to another level. One spiritual level to a higher spiritual level. Amen. The prophet Elijah on the contest with Mount Carmel with 450 prophets of Baal and the Grove had such faith in God. He exercised his authority and called for a contest. One man against 450 people. Can you imagine? It was because he understood the power and the authority that he had. He was moved by God to declare that Jehovah, his God, alone was God. Call for the contest. That the God that answers by fire is God. And in the contest, the prophets of Baal, the prophets of Guf, the Guf, could not get their God to answer by fire. Elijah, with just one word, called upon God and fire fell, devouring even water. Amen. It was his faith and the speaking of his faith in authority that brought that miracle to pass. Excuse me. Joshua, in the battle with the Amorites, also by faith exercised such great authority that he was able to command the sun to stand still and the moon to also wait and stand still. And Bible said there was never a day like that when a man commanded the elements of the sun and the moon and they obeyed. He exercised authority based upon his faith. Beloved, we must also in our time exercise our authority given us. That spiritual authority that Christ has given to us. 
through his name. He said, in my name, you shall cast out devils. In my name, you shall heal the sick. In my name, there's authority given us through the power of the name of Jesus. And so in your life, beloved, you must exercise authority. Keep on exercising your spiritual authority given by God. Number one, knowing whom that authority comes from. The source of your authority. Because when you know the source of your authority, that gives you the boldness. That gives you the impetus to do certain things and to say certain things. When you see somebody throwing their weight about in an office, you know that uh-huh, they have been given authority. They, have, they know who has placed them in place to do certain things. Amen. Jesus said that the son can do nothing by himself, but what he sees the father do. Jesus kept on talking about, if you read the gospel of John chapter 5, he kept on talking about the father and the son, the father and the son. And basically what he was telling the people is that everything that he was doing, he was doing under the authority or in the authority that the father had given to him. So Jesus was also bold in his ministry, bold in his conviction, bold in life. And that is why we saw him do so many things. Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. God gave him authority and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Authority. He had the backing of the Father. He had the backing of the heavens. And I speak to you, child of God, today that you have the backing of Christ Jesus. You have the backing of the Father. You have the backing of the Spirit of God and you have the backing of heaven. All heaven, the heavens, the angels, they back you. Because the authority that you have comes from God the Father himself. The Apostle Paul was also fearless in his ministry because he knew the source of his authority. Amen. He declared that an angel stood by him in the night and he said that God, whose I am and whom I serve. Profound words. He said that God, whose I am, I belong to God and it is God I serve. So everything I'm doing, everything I'm saying, I'm not saying out of myself, but I'm saying it because of the God whose I am and whom I serve. I'm serving God and I carry his power and his authority. You child of God must understand that you live the life of Christ. The life of Christ is in you. And so you carry power and authority to speak to any situation. Move, stop, to speak to devils, go, they'll go we must begin to exercise our authority. You must trust in your source. Amen. Trust in your source, the source of your authority. Who is God? David said that I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He trusted in the authority of God and the power of God that was upon his life. Beloved, begin to speak out of that confidence. Amen. Don't just believe, but speak what you believe. Speak forth the word of God with power and authority. And as you speak forth in authority, things will fall in place. Amen. The prophet Elijah went to a city and they said the water was bad. He said, bring me a cruise of salt. And he poured the salt in the water and he made a declaration. And his declaration was that, thus said the Lord, I've healed these waters. And there shall not from this day be death 
or barren land in this land, these waters will be healed because of what I have said. Powerful. The waters were healed because of the words that Elisha has spoken. Amen. He spoke in the name of the Lord. We will also speak in the name of the Lord. You have to speak in the name of the Lord. Make declarations in the name of the Lord. Pray in the name of the Lord. Declare in the name of command in the name of the Lord. And by the authority that is in the name of the Lord, you will see breakthrough and you will break forth on every side. Beloved, as I bring this message to a close, I want to tell you once again that you've been given authority. You bear the name of Christ. The Spirit of God dwells in you. You are a child of God. You've been born again. The Spirit. You are born again. The Spirit of God dwells in you. You are God's child. He says that you are mine. You carry his authority. So use it. The key is use the authority. Don't sit down waiting for anybody to come. Use it. Amen. Sometimes you will need reinforcement. But basically, every day of your life, release the authority and the power of God through your words and through your actions. Hallelujah. Live above situations because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. May the Lord strengthen you today. May the power of the Holy Ghost come upon you. Make you bold in your conviction in life. Make you fearless in life. May the authority of Christ giving you cause you to mount up with wings as eagles. May that authority cause you to crush Satan under your feet. May that authority cause you to bring down every assignment of the enemy against your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You want to rise up on your feet from your sofa, your chair, your bed, wherever you are. And lift up two hands unto the Lord. And just begin to thank the Lord for his power and his authority given you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning that, Lord, you have empowered us by your spirit, O oh God. You have given us authority. You have given us power. We are not weak. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. The power of the name of Jesus gives you authority. The spirit of God within you gives you authority over principalities, over powers, over the rulers of the darkness of this world, over spiritual wickedness in high places. Lift up your voice as we begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the power and authority he has given you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise this morning. And beloved, this morning, I want you to declare boldly that I have received power and authority. I've received authority and power by the name of Jesus, by his spirit within me. I am not weak. I am strong. Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Lift up your voice and begin to declare that you have received power and authority. Ah, from God. Power to speak. Ah, your faith out and see miracles, okay? See situations change. See lives change. See peace come. In the place of turmoil, you will speak peace and it shall come to pass. We give you praise this morning. Somebody pray over your life this morning. I didn't say ask for authority. I said declare that, thank you, Lord. I declare I have received authority from heaven. Receive authority and power. Nothing is above me. I'm not subject 
to the elements of this world, they are subject to me. Therefore, I'll fear no evil. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory this morning, O oh God. We give you praise. Lift up your hands wherever you are. I want to pray over your life. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, my God, for every worshiper, for every child of God this morning. I got in this service. And I pray, my God, the Lord release upon their lives a fresh anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Let their faith come alive in Jesus' mighty name. Give them the spirit of understanding to understand who they are. My God, give them the spirit of understanding to understand who you are and the power that you have given to them. And I pray, Father, Lord, may every yoke of fear over any heart break off. And Father, let your people rise up in faith, in authority, and in power to possess their possession. My God, to take over the things that need to take over. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that may the church herself rise up with authority. My God, to take over the kingdoms of this world. For your word declares that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of your Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. This morning, I pray that Lord, let everybody's weaknesses be turned to strength. Strengthen your people, O oh God, by your spirit in their inner man. And Father, fulfill, my God, your divine purposes in their lives and through their lives. Bless your people, O oh God, and perfect all that concerns them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.